This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The Weekly Transit. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Scott. Good day, Ingrid. This is the earliest we've ever been here. Is it? Yeah, it's like nine o'clock. I'm I'm just feeling like very excited. Yeah, Ingrid's come out of her black hole. Yeah, I'm she's, alive. She's been in the black hole the last couple episodes, but she's returned to us. She's alive. You've you're reborn. Yeah, I was really thinking that I needed to have kind of like a dark night of the soul, yes. like the loss of faith mm-hmm. before regaining it. Cause I yeah. feel, I don't know. I'm just feeling like much more excited. I think there was a lot of heaviness that I needed to work through to, mm-hmm. to come out and yeah, just get re excited about life and about all the things I've been working on. Okay. What are you excited about? Um, I mean, I'm getting extra excited specifically about the podcast, <laughs> about the book, about the oils that I've been trying to put together mm-hmm. and I guess about our partnership Yeah, and just the possibilities of, you know, what is next? The, yeah. the paperback book is just gorgeous and have been getting so many nice messages. And mm. yeah, if you guys have not purchased the basics of astrology, Scott wrote an amazing book. It is made to go with the podcast and with the blog post that he writes. If you go to mm-hmm. theweeklytransit.com, there's a forecast. You get out your book and you're just able to learn the language of astrology. It's kind of like a glossary. Yes. It's on Amazon. All the links are below wherever we are. Yes. And you should definitely get the book. It's it was a it was a work in progress. It took almost like a year to get to this point mm-hmm. of having the paperback version. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been really exciting and just feel really proud of all the work we've put in. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then I was going to say, I was excited for recording early because I'm not, I'm not, not a morning person, Mm -hmm. but like starting something in the morning and being alive early, like I'll get up and be walking around my house, drinking tea and eating breakfast, but that's not the same as doing shit. Talking to people and (laughs) having like... (laughs) energy like you're awake it's like you're still waking up so we've been talking for the last few weeks about organizing our schedule and implementing that virgo season kind of the whole month of august and into september there's a retrograde right Mm -hmm. coming up yeah Um, so i feel like i started doing the schedule then i kind of was like oh my gosh it's so overwhelming Mm -hmm. it's not quite working and just been tweaking things so i've been doing physical therapy strength training nine o'clock in the morning which was rough the first couple of times. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And then today's the first early podcast. Like it's hot. We're in LA at noon. It gets hot in here with no AC. So I was like, how do we, how do we be more comfortable? I was melting down last time. It was way too hot in here. So this is kind of a continuation of changing my schedule to accommodate my life so I can live more functionally. Yeah. And LA is a weird place. You know, I don't think people, that don't li- people that don't live here I don't think they realize like how much the the climate is different from like you can live if you live in like the beach cities it might be 75 degrees but then you live where Ingrid and I live and and it's 95 degrees so it's you're you're still in LA <laughs> one part of LA is 75 another part is 95 like it's fucking and hot if, if you live in the valley it's probably 105 there might be like a 30 degree it's usually like a 20 degree swing Fuck. so yeah the beach, <laughs> the beach is nice when I moved to, when I moved to LA I moved to Manhattan Beach and <sighs> it was never hot 
never hot. It was always 75 degrees. Yeah, I used to live in San Diego, and the weather there is just absurdly nice. Mm -hmm. Like, every single day, you're like, is this real? (laughs) And then I moved to L.A., and I thought that it would be the same weather. I don't know why I thought that, but it's not. It's fucking hot over here. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're at the beach. It's It's hot. (sighs) I'm kind of excited. I always get excited for summer because I feel like, you know, just, just more fun shit to do. But the winters out here are so beautiful. It's not even that cold, and I'm sick of, like, you know, closing my curtains all the time to keep the heat out and the blinds in the daytime. Mm. I like, I like the sunshine. Yeah. Sunny Los Angeles. And yes. I feel like I've been like a shut in lately, just closing all the blinds to <laughs> protect. it's too hot. Yeah, to protect yeah. us. <laughs> well, I'd love to know what, yeah, kind of what has been happening mm-hmm. to be, I, I just feel like I'm moving into a more light, positive, um, motivated yeah well i mean we're in we're in virgo season you know and so you're a virgo and uh this is actually your birthday week it is yeah yeah so you know when the sun is getting close to where it was when you were born you feel more energized i have a question yeah some people like really don't like their birthday. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily like love my birthday, but yeah. I don't have like an issue with getting older. Is there something astrologically that makes people maybe not feel so excited to celebrate? Yes. Uh, of course it all goes back to your astrological code, but like for instance, if you're, if you're somebody that's born with like the moon squaring your sun, then you might not like your birthday. You're like your emotions are squaring your identity. Yes. So it's like when the sun gets back to where it was when you were born, now it's squaring your moon. And that's just generally like anyone, anytime the sun squares your moon is typically a difficult time of the year. It happens twice a year. And that is usually a difficult time of the year. So if you were born with the moon squaring your sun, then one of those times of the two times of the year that the sun is squaring your moon is around your birthday. birthday. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, there's other, there's other factors too. Like if the sun is squaring your ascendant, let's say, uh, when the sun squares your ascendant, that's another challenging period of the year. It happens twice a year that one of those times of the year would be on your birthday if the sun is squaring your ascendant. <laughs> or I know, if, yeah. I know a lot of people that just absolutely hate their birthday. Mm-hmm. It just So I would I would look at those people's chart and I would see what's squaring the sun because I would almost guarantee that the sun is squaring some planet in their chart. Okay. And so when it comes back to their birthday, whether it's the ascendant or the moon, or maybe it's Mars or Mercury or Pluto, the birthday is going to be rough. I think when we know the answer to the, to that question, then we can work with it and be like, okay, yes. it's near my birthday. What do I want to focus on to make it feel less uncomfortable? There's usually a lesson in there in the square. Yes. I feel like last week and the week before I was really, feeling so rough but i don't know you are such a great support and i think that i you know have come out the other side and when (laughs) you when you actually have an answer to the why the fuck do i feel so shitty totally what can i get out of this what is the purpose like what is kind of the root of the problem and why is it there Mm -hmm. that can make it feel like it's it's worth it or it's it, it will pass and yeah it's interesting that you bring that up because I just recorded a podcast with my friends Ian and Drew. They Oh, what started, is that about? They they well, they started a podcast about grief. Oh my god. Yeah. And so they had me on and that was one of the things they were, you know, asking like how do you process grief and I talked about how, you know, this last week I I went uh, to two funerals and they were two individuals that had a really positive effect on in my formative years growing up you know ages zero to 18 uh, and so you know it was sad to to see them both leave this earth 
but of course, like, what do I do? I'm like, oh, where were the planets when they were born? You know, and when were the where were the planets when they passed away? And you know, it made me think of like what I do with Shara and our podcast with the uncharted territories. And so I feel like just having that understanding, it's like, okay, it wasn't just for no reason. If it it feels like it was for a reason and it made sense and and that helps bring some peace to to me when and so it's like you're saying like when you're like why is everything going wrong and you look at the planets you're like okay so this is why so i don't need to panic about it i can just work with this frequency and really try to think about what are the lessons that i'm being taught right now in this moment it's called the podcast is called unpacking grief that's with uh drew and ian so i feel like grief is a a hot a hot topic right now Hmm. the wild wonder what's her name oh uh amber yeah amber amber just posted about your book Uh and then she posted about her other friends that wrote a book on grief Mm. which i want to get that book yeah i feel like it's just showing up everywhere for me and it's it takes a lot to unpack if you don't address it it's just lingering there under the surface waiting to be addressed yes yes what was the name of their podcast? Again? Unpacking grief. Unpacking like grief. Okay. <laughs> Unpacking grief. I yeah. Love that. Yeah. So it's on all the podcast platforms and uh, you know, uh Drew lost his son. Oh. Uh, so Doopy Dome. Yes. Oh, he's so yes. sweet and he talks about it so candidly. Mm-hmm. He I mean, I don't know him personally, but just through Instagram. Yes. He just has a very beautiful like spirit somehow keeping so much positivity and light and memories happening. Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's how he feels in his every day, but mm-hmm. I, ha- I have to go listen. I, I really would love to hear what he talks about. Cause yes. His, his, his kid was just a teenager, 18 or 20. He was, uh, he was eight. He was 20 years old. Ugh. He's 20 years old. I feel like yeah. I kind of know part of him just from following, F- from on following Instagram. Drew and yeah. seeing all the pictures that he posts and yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's always and, po- posting just beautiful videos of them together and all their just fun memories. And I don't know if a, a lot of us can really do that with stuff from the past. I certainly can't. Totally. I it just like avoid it because it makes me like really sad. But mm. being able to reminisce in a positive light. Yes. I think is uh, a gift. That's a gift that he should be sharing. And, and Ian, he's an orphan. I mean, into adulthood. But he, he recently just lost his mom. And he lost his dad several years ago. So, uh, you know, between Drew losing his son and, and he'd also lost his dad several years ago. But in Ian, having now lost both his parents, it's it's a fact of life. You yeah, know? We, it's we a reality. All experience exactly. That. Exactly. There's no escaping so, it. Yes. I know. It's... <sighs> The other day I was just like, I'm going to, you know what I would like to delete? I would like to delete the emotion of sad. I just, (laughs) and you can't, you're not supposed to, you know, know. it's like you have to take all of what life is, you know, kind of tying it into astrology. When I see Pluto, which is the God of death Mm -hmm. and transformation, Mm -hmm. I never cringe at that. I get excited about that (laughs) i'm like okay it's a death of the old way of doing things we are going to come into a new space and that's exciting and it Mm -hmm. i mean it's the same thing in in this grief it's a it's a big transformation and it's so uncomfortable yes but there is like a rebirth that happens even in just who you are if you've lost someone else you come out the other side a different person and we don't have to be so attached yes which is the hardest thing to i mean even like Even uh, going to these two funerals this last week, the they were in my hometown, and you know it's sad to see these people go. I mean, one was sudden; it was a, a stroke followed by a heart attack, uh, so it was very sudden, unexpected. The other one, um, he'd been sick for a very long time, and so uh, it was maybe more of a relief, but going back to where I grew up and then just seeing so many people that I haven't seen some people I haven't seen in 20 some years. And so it was positive to reconnect through this celebration of life of this person and, and really honor each of these individuals 
and you know the families to see them and and everyone handles grief differently and 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 there is no right way or wrong way to experience grief it's just like it's your astrological code you know where's the moon how do you experience your emotions but just to be with the different family members and see their reactions and what they were saying or it's just inspiring of course everyone's sad that these people have gone but they but life goes on you know i really do think that like the most beautiful part of a passing is everyone gets together and it's always like oh we don't want to get together under these circumstances but it is it's the excuse for everyone to come together and reconnect Mm -hmm. and i think that that part is really special yes because otherwise we would not all be gathering we just wouldn't we exactly too busy that's what i was saying like I, i saw people i haven't seen in 20 maybe 30 years uh so to reconnect with some of these people and it feels like no time has really passed and it was really nice. I think when you have, you know, people that are just kind of your soulmates or whatever, they they play a role in your life when they can come and go and it's like nothing has ever happened. Mm-hmm. You just pick up right where you're left off. It's just so special. <laughs> totally. You know, I feel like these days people are like, oh, you didn't text me back or this thing or that thing. I'm like, my best friend randomly will talk every day. And then sometimes somehow like six months goes by and then you're just like, oh yeah, what like what's going on with you? Or, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that type of you know, heart connection is really important to have to know that you can, you can still connect with those people, even though maybe they're not a part of your everyday anymore. They're still there. Totally. Mm, Well, I'm sorry you had such a heavy week, but yeah, well, you know, it was, it wasn't really that heavy for me. Uh, I was, I just really enjoyed reconnecting with friends and family and uh and seeing people i haven't seen in a long time and yeah i mean i think you're such a good person to be in that space because i think you're able to like transform that energy Mm. and yeah i mean you've done that for me um i don't know a billion times (laughs) (laughs) so i mean also maybe we can plug the cosmic pathway Mm. scott does personal readings but also you can meet with him weekly basically like me here on the podcast meeting with scott but it's like a long term basically almost like a therapist you're meeting with him every week working with the energy and just working on personal growth and transformation what i what i encourage people to do is to schedule a reading with me and I'll, i'll read your natal chart and if the information that I share resonates with you and you feel like you can benefit from working with me on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, and that's what the cosmic pathway is. It's basically looking at the planets and stars on a weekly basis and sharing with you what the energy is specific to you. So it's kind of like taking what we do on the podcast here but making it specific to you and really helping you plan, especially with like Virgo season here, planning, scheduling, but following your North Node, following the frequency that is going to help you break out of those bad habits, uh, recognize those blind spots that are holding you back from getting to where you want to go and forging ahead, widening the road through life. And I mean, some people meet with him every week. Other people are like, okay, once a year or before I make a big decision, I'm sure. going through a breakup or I'm about to get married or I want to start a new job. Anytime you have like a crossroads, I feel like a reading is like the way to go Yes, to get some clarity. Absolutely. And shall we think before we get into the week, do you want to thank yeah. our sponsors? Yes. Also, I don't want to forget if you go to the show notes, every single episode we have each day of the week. So you can just click into the day of the week. It goes right to that time marker, so you don't have to scroll around. If you just want to go listen to Wednesday, you can listen to Wednesday. Um, seems like a, a popular thing. I forgot to put it in one week, and everyone was like, where is <laughs> where my are time the show marker? notes? Yeah. Where, where are the, yeah, where are the time markers? Yeah. So <laughs> Ingrid's like, oh, I guess people actually like this. And you were so excited about doing that initially. Yeah, so. but I never really heard you know, any feedback of people using it until it disappeared. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Somebody put them in themselves. Yeah, totally. Yes. They're like, we're having a crisis. 
Yes, thank you to the person who helped us out on that, by the way, for sure. So, yes, big thanks to our sponsors for the show, Larry, Deborah, Grace, Haley, Libby, Clarissa, Janine, Ricky, Amaranth, Vincent and Michelle, Catherine, Brenna, Stephanie, Kimberly, Lori, Carrie, Annie, Brooke, Joanne, and Amber. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much Mm -hmm. for supporting the podcast and sharing it and all the stuff you guys do out there. We have some very lovely supporters that really, you know, are like our biggest cheerleaders. So we we appreciate you. And then also, if you're listening and not watching, we do have video that accompanies the podcast now. You can go to YouTube or if you watch on Spotify, there's a video feature as well. Yes. So go take a look at our beautiful faces. Yes. It's Studio Ingaroo. You get a look inside. <laughs> All right. What do you have for us this week? My All right. Birth- my birthday Your, week. Yes. Ingrid's birthday week. Yes. So we begin on Monday, August 29th with the moon, the planet of emotions, conjunct with Mercury, the planet of communication in Libra, the cardinal air sign symbolized by the scales. So this is a nice harmonic start to the week for your birthday week, Ingrid, where we're being given an opportunity to communicate what we're feeling. How can you communicate what you're feeling with grace and peace in your close personal relationships? So is there something that's been weighing heavily upon you that you really want to share with the person that you're in relationship with, whether it be a lover, a friend, a business partner, what would you like to share? And how can you create the space for them to share what they're feeling to you? I mean, this just, this feels like a gift and it's not always easy to share what's on your mind and to feel that balance and that grace when you're communicating your feelings. So Mm -hmm. yeah, if there's something on your, on your heart, this would be the day to share it. Yes. And even the next day, Tuesday, August 30th, when the moon continues through Libra, it forms a sextile, a positive aspect with Venus Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships, in the fixed fire sign, symbolized by the lion. So Venus is the planetary ruler of Libra. The moon is in Libra. This is, again, you talked about if there's something on your heart, this is it right here. This is with Venus. This is the last week of Venus transiting through Leo. The end of this week, Venus moves into Virgo. So now is the time, if you haven't already, or if you have already, to continue to open your heart and boldly express what you're feeling in your close personal relationships. So I know we're on Tuesday, but I just want to think back to the end of last week. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there some sort of like conflict that had ensued that was like kind of opening us up to start speaking our mind? Am I right? Yeah. Well, last week was, uh, so on Sunday, August 28th, it was Venus opposite Saturn. So it was about taking responsibility for your part in close personal relationships, making sure that you are holding yourself accountable for what you've agreed to bring to the relationship and holding your partner accountable as well for what they've agreed to bring to the relationship. So, and that was coming off the heels of the new moon in Virgo, which was Saturday, which was setting your intentions to create structure uh, supported by a schedule for a healthy diet, healthy daily routine, uh, so that your your job is flowing, that you're efficient in your job, so that you can uh, be of greater service to those around you. So those were the that was the frequency the end of last week. Well, when you're setting yourself up for success, it makes it much easier if you're having all the things you need in your life to be happy happening all the time. They're put on your schedule and you're doing them. Then you're going to have that grace and that ease in your communication on Monday and Tuesday because you're you're filled up, you're fed, you're nurtured, you're rested, mm-hmm. all your to-do list is done. And then, yeah, you're able to 
be easier because you aren't being weighed down by a bunch of other stuff. Yes. When we're feeling like frazzled and behind and all the things, it's so much harder. You know, that's when we snap and we're not communicating in a kind and, you know, heart-centered way. Yes. And that's what this is about. It's, It's how can I communicate? How can I communicate what's in my heart gracefully? Share my emotions boldly so that there's authenticity in the relationship and it feels fair. It feels like I know why you're in this relationship with me. You know why I'm in this relationship with you. We're open about that. It feels good. And so there's a flow. There's harmony. Okay, so I peaked it Wednesday. Oh. (laughs) And... Before you even start, there's it yeah. looks like there's three things aligning in a triangle, which I never mm-hmm. see all three like that. Is that am I just not noticing it, or no, is that it, special? It, it is. It, it's not. These are. It's a couple alignments that I I don't generally highlight because it's uh, an in conjunction, which aren't quite as powerful as the other aspects that we generally cover, which would be. The conjunction, the sextile, the square, the trine, and the opposition. So, but the reason why I included this in Wednesday, August 31st, is because it's kind of going upon the theme that we've we've highlighted the last two days, where the moon has now moved from Libra to Scorpio. It gets more intense now when the moon is in Scorpio. It's like the emotions are so intense that we almost want to hide from what we're feeling (laughs) or hide what we're feeling from other people, the people that, except for maybe the people that we're most bonded to, but even we're afraid to share with them because we're afraid if we share how we really feel, it might kill the relationship. And that's that Scorpio energy. It's that death energy. But today... The moon aligns with Jupiter and Mars, which are both aligning with each other. So Jupiter, the god of thunder, lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion, in the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram, Aries, forming a sextile with a supportive aspect with Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict, In the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins, Gemini. So all three of these planets, Mars and Gemini, Jupiter and Aries, and the moon in Scorpio are all at six degrees. So this would be that time where you look at your astrological code and say, what's at six degrees? Because one of all these planets, or at least one of them, is connecting to whatever is at six degrees or near to six degrees in my astrological code. So... The emotions are hidden, but they're being given this boost to get out because Jupiter, expansion in Aries, which is the sign of authenticity, which is ruled by Mars. Mars in Gemini, connecting with Jupiter in Aries, connecting with the moon in Scorpio. Mars rules Aries. Mars rules Scorpio. Mars is in Gemini, which is communication. So this is giving you the courage to really open up and express yourself, communicate whatever it is is on your heart that you've been hiding from. What have you been hiding from in your emotions, in your close personal relationships? Now might be the day where you blurt it out. So an in conjunction, is that uncomfortable? I'd say it's, it's awkward. Yeah, it's I a mean, little bit awkward. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a gift, but it it doesn't mean it's going to go smooth. But yeah, you can't always just keep hiding your emotions under the surface. So yeah, that expansion from Jupiter, the Aries energy. It's like you just have to say it. <laughs> this you just is have like to say it. Yeah, this is. I feel like this is the day, and I forgot to yesterday wish you a happy birthday on August thirtieth. Yeah, so that was that was. That's a great day for you, Ingrid, with the with Venus and the and the Moon connecting in that positive way. So hopefully on your birthday, August thirtieth, you're getting lots of nice heart open messages from people in your life that care about you and mm. that you care about as well. I hope so, so too. 
for for those like me who forgot about your birthday on August 31st, like <laughs> I'm I'm going to be blurting out something <laughs> that's going to be awkward and embarrassing for myself, but still get it out there. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is so hard sometimes when you like, there is something under the surface and it's, you know, it's never like quite the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like, you know, it was a couple months ago, but I was like, I had some stuff on my heart that I wanted to share with the guy that I was seeing and I just didn't feel like it was the right moment. And he was, and then he kept at, he was like, are you okay? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, no, you're not. You have to share it. And I'm like, I don't want to share it because then I'm going to cry. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's not a good reason not to share it. Exactly. So even though it felt weird coming out after I said it, I felt so much lighter and there's the only, we're hurting everyone around us when we don't actually share like our truth, our authentic self. Yes. Whether that means you grow closer to somebody or maybe you grow apart because of what you shared. And if you grow apart, then it creates space for someone who's a more authentic reflection of who you are. Uh, So this could be a day where some things kind of get blown open a little bit. And then on Thursday, September 1st, we're looking at the moon again in Scorpio. Now it's opposite the North Node in Taurus, the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull. So we've got these two fixed energies, Scorpio, fixed water, symbolized by the scorpion, the bull, fixed earth, Taurus. The bull doesn't back down from anyone or anything. The scorpion doesn't back down from anyone or anything. So... Is this kind of like a, a stagnant energy where like uh, nothing wants to move like a bit stuck? It, it's, it is kind of a, a standoff, but uh, I look at it, I don't see it so much as stuck, but it's it's like a standoff where it's like, okay, who are the people in your life that you're most deeply bonded to? The ones that when they feel pain, you feel pain. When they feel joy, you feel joy. When they're angry at you, it keeps you up at night. Who are these people and how do they reflect your values, your self-worth? Do you feel honored by them in their reflection of your self-worth or are you feeling drained? Do you feel like uh, they don't value you the way that you value yourself or maybe maybe they value more than you value yourself and you need to lift your energy up. Um, that's what that's what this alignment's about for me. So Taurus being like the like the worth self-worth and value part of that. Mm-hmm. And then the Scorpio is the merging that energy. So like if if we're coming together and merging, we need to be clear about what my value is versus what your value is and how we recognize that in the other, how we recognize it within ourselves. And and if if you're working correctly with the energy, I'm going to value you in the way that you value yourself and you're going to value me in the way that I value myself and we're going to feel lifted mm-hmm. because we're going to feel seen and recognized and understood. So is there anything to do today or is this just about kind of reflecting on if we're feeling valued in our relationships. Yeah, I think it's that. The reflection day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yes. So kind of just some self-reflection. Well, but taking that self-reflection and bringing it to the to the partnership. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just like you alone in your room, though it can be. And then maybe, you know, the next day, as we look at Friday, uh, September 2nd, we've got... So on Thursday, we've got, we had two symbols in introverted signs and Friday we've got two symbols in extroverted signs. So maybe on that Thursday, you're, you're doing that deep reflection and on Friday you're expressing it. So Friday, September 2nd, Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls of the underworld, the planet of communication in the communicative air sign symbolized by the scales, the cardinal air sign Libra opposing Jupiter in Aries. So this is that fire and air. So you've had Thursday to contemplate 
your self-worth and what you value and how that's reflected with the ones that you're bonded to. And now you're able to really communicate. And through this communication, we're looking at the future. Like, wh where do I want this relationship to go? Like, what where are the possibilities here? Is that the Jupiter energy? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's expansion. It's like what, what, it's, what exists beyond the here and now. So now I have the courage to really say, we're in a partnership. This is what I value. This is how... This is what feels fair. Yeah, where where is this going in the future? What what can we do mm -hmm. beyond what is today and now? Yes, exactly. Some planning, some planning through the communication, through making sure everything is fair. Everybody feels like uh, they are being valued in the way that they expect to be. And then it's Mercury in uh, Libra, mm -hmm. so that's communicating, and it's grace and balance. Yes, so it's exactly. Gonna be it's going to make it easy. Whereas yes. Aries can be very like blunt mm -hmm. and maybe alarming sometimes. Yeah. But if you're working with that graceful the grace, energy, yeah. then... So you need to kick down the door and then make peace. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yes. Saturday, September 3rd. So we're just looking at Mars all by itself in Gemini. The reason why I highlighted Mars today on Saturday, September 3rd, the planet of action and the sign of communication is because today Mars moves into its retrograde shadow. And this is where it will be in this retrograde shadow until March 15th of 2023. Wow. So that's six and a half months. So... I'm I'm thinking like you want to take action and maybe things feel like they're going backwards or you're not able to get into motion what you want. It's going to be more difficult. Well, so let's think about this is a good point. Uh, yes. The way, well, first of all, I want to say that the retrograde begins on October 30th. This is the retrograde shadow. Okay. Uh, the retrograde begins on October 30th. The retrograde ends on January 12th. And Mars moves out of its retrograde shadow March 15th. So hopefully by this point, or if you haven't already, because we kind of talked about it last week when we were talking about Mercury retrograde starting. And... You know, during the beginning of Mercury retrograde, you want to take stock of where you are and where you want to be by the end of the retrograde or by the end of the retrograde shadow. So this is where are you taking action in your life? What are you driving towards? And where do you want to arrive to? Where do you want to be by October 30th when the retrograde starts? Where do you want to be by January 12th when the retrograde ends? And where do you want to be by March 15th when Mars moves out of its retrograde shadow? You're plotting this course. You're driving towards your, your ambitions, your goals. And you're recognizing that along the way, there may be some setbacks. So when you have these setbacks, how do you adjust without totally scrapping all of your plans? Yeah. I mean, you also always say like, because it's retrograde, you might decide you want to like change directions. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. I leave this project behind, start another project. But yes. it's really about getting things off your plate. So kind of staying the course, even though there there's always going to be bumps in the road. So making sure we don't get just totally thrown off by whatever bumps are going to be happening. Totally. It's also understanding that Mars is in Gemini and Gemini is about duality. So there's going to be high times during this period and there's going to be low times during this period. There's going to be light and there's going to be shadow. So whenever you run into the shadow during this period between September 3rd and March 15th, take, Solace in knowing that the darkness will be followed by light. And when you're in the light, remember that the darkness <laughs> will also come. So so don't overexert yourself 
in a certain area because you're like, oh, everything's perfect now and it's just going to be that way forever. No, it's there's going to be an ebb and flow. Uh, really ask yourself too, like, what do I want to learn? Like the action that I'm taking during this period, what is it teaching me? What am I learning from the action that I'm taking during this period? I mean, it makes me just think about Virgo season and the planning that I've been trying to implement and the scheduling. It's like I can easily be like, oh, yeah, I feel good today. So I'm just going to go extra hard and I don't need a rest day tomorrow because I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you you came up with this plan in Virgo season so you can sustain yourself through the rest of the, the whole year. You have to have a plan and, and like s- stick to it. Otherwise, you're not going to get through. Yes. Because the darkness will always come. The fatigue will always, you know, catch up with you. You can't just go all the time. And you also can't be in the darkness all the time. You have to pick yourself back up and keep going. So, you know, moving with the cycles and planning, planning for them because they're going to happen. Yeah. And and being being adaptable, being changeable, it doesn't mean blow up your plans, but you have to be adaptable during this period. That's what that's what Gemini is about. It's about being able to shift from left to right, right to left. Uh, am I being adaptable? Am I am I being changeable? Am I allowing myself to go with the flow? Okay. I mean, I think moving through, because we're in, what else is in retrograde as of last week? Well, Mercury moved into its retrograde shadow okay, okay. last week. So it's um, not retrograde yet. Uh, but yes, we were just talking about the organizing and planning and how you're going to have to keep like revamping it until you get it right. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like this energy already where I'm like, oh, it's not working, but feeling a flow instead of a panic to be like, yeah. oh, it's not working. OK, well, I'm too tired today to go to work. I'm going to go to work tomorrow. I'm going to nurture myself today so I can show up tomorrow. I know I'm going to be here with you early in the morning. So the night before I would have liked to stay out later. I was working on some stuff, but I was like, okay, it's 10 o'clock. I need to wind down. I need to be in bed asleep by midnight because I need to wake up, have breakfast so I can show up and be present for you. So being able to let go of my idea of what I want to do, because sometimes I'm like, oh, I want it to be rigid. Okay, I made a plan and this is the plan, but it doesn't always work. Like just being a little more soft about it. And I have a friend coming to town it's Chris's birthday today while we're recording. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I kind of need to go get like an ice bath and a sauna uh-huh. so I can go to work because I am been doing all the strength training. I've been very religious about it, but it's very exhausting. Mm-hmm. So instead of being like, oh, my friend is coming up for the birthday, my plans are derailed. I just invited her. I said, do you want to go to the sauna with me? I need to go do an ice bath or something today. Can we plan around that? Mm-hmm. And then even last night we were planning the dinner and it's like, okay, should we do it at seven or should we do it at eight? And I was like, how about seven? Cause like, you know, we just felt, we, we all need to be in bed. We have stuff to do. And she was like, yeah, we're like after 30, we want to be like, our plans need to be wrapping up at 10. Like there's no yeah. more going out at 10 PM. That's when we need to be winding down and we can still have a celebration. We can still have friends in town. We can still do all the things, mm-hmm. but just kind of making it fit into our life and knowing that we're taking care of ourselves. We're not like dampening our fun. We're making sure we can show up for all the things we want to do. Yes. Cause we're over there planning our career last night, but you know, we also want to celebrate and yeah, just having the balance to incorporate all the things we want without it being like too rigid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it's also important to note with this Gemini energy is to not recognize if, if you're, if you're going in too many different directions, okay, <laughs> you know, Scott, like, that's me. So, exactly. So am I feeling scattered? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you've got too many, uh, irons in the fire. So try to narrow it down to maybe just a couple instead of 15, you know, it's like, I've got three things that I'm working on instead of 15. I've got the list. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, right now we've got five things on the list, but they're okay. all, they're all related. They're all connected. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, you know, uh, one other thing to, to remember too is with this Mars and Gemini energy and as Mars is going to be slowing down over the next couple months, you also slow down, slow down, take your time, 
give yourself plenty of time to get to where you're going. If especially if you're somebody who's like a traveler, if you're if you're on a plane a lot, you know th- there there's going to be some bumps in the roads with bumps in the road with travel uh, because Gemini is the sign of quick trips. So if you're somebody who goes to the airport a lot, give yourself extra time. Uh, maybe there there could be a delay or something like that. Don't don't try to travel and it's like, well, my flight leaves at this time and I have to be at, at this event in this city on that same day at this other time. It's like, leave the day before if you can. And that way you have just a travel day and nothing else to do on that day except for getting from where you are to where you need to be. And then the next day, everything begins. Because, yeah, there could be some some bumps here. I feel like <laughs> just like last week, my best friend was in Vegas for her grandmother's funeral. Mm. And she wanted to make a trip out here. And we were both like, oh, my gosh, that's perfect. Like, you're right here. Let's Let's schedule it in. And we were both trying to, like, rearrange our schedule to, like, okay, Monday, you'll come in at noon. We're going to drive to Ojai. Then we're going to drive. We're going to squeeze it all in in no, a day and a half. No. And in the end, she was like, I don't think I can make this work. Like, I don't know. And I was like, you're 100% right. We just got overexcited. And we have to make it make sense. Because mm-hmm. it's not interesting or fun or relaxing to try to cram things in when there's not enough time or energy it makes no sense yes and i love i just love to do that to myself so you do you absolutely do i feel like this virgo (laughs) season i've been you know there's been some hiccups but i think for the most part i'm really beginning to feel the effects of writing things down on the calendar and scheduling Mm -hmm. in the work time scheduling in the rest time and being able to see it visually and make it all make sense so Mm -hmm. i don't feel like shit yes (laughs) Yes. And it leaves more, I'm able to show up to all my things with more energy and that feels good Mm. because I'm really tired of being tired. So scheduling in like, okay, I need a whole day of rest. So Mm -hmm. otherwise I show up to everything tired because like, otherwise I feel behind, but that it's like, I'm not getting anywhere because I'm digging myself in this hole and then trying to dig myself out instead of getting ahead. And that, and that's one of those things with this. Mars moving into its retrograde shadow is remember that your timing might not be in alignment with the divine timing. And so when things aren't happening as quickly as you want them to or whatever, just trust that you are right on schedule, even if it's not what your schedule says that you are. I mean, I remember it was like basically almost exactly a year ago, we started writing the basics of astrology uh-huh. and i was like okay we're gonna get it out in one month like we're gonna print it it's gonna be done and then like it was such a panic for me because i was like oh we wrote it on the schedule so now it has to happen and you were like ingrid you're gonna have to just calm down because like it's not happening like yeah. we are editing we're revising we're drawing things we're reorganizing it we're you know just changing everything about it like it had a rebirth so many times and in the end, it was so worth it because it's perfect. I think it's perfect. Yes. And that would have never happened if I was like obsessing on this timeline that I made out of my own self. Like that's not the divine timing just because I decided it had to be like September 30th. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) just letting go of the, and I also felt like, I don't know, I made up the timeline, but even though it was like for you, I just was like, (laughs) oh, we have to get it done because I told Scott and he's like, but I'm the one, it's my book. Like what's happening? It was just so you know, looking back, it's so funny how we can just get so set on whatever it is that we decided was going to happen. We can't, we can't force it. Right. And exactly. it, it might not happen divine timing or for the people that we're in relationships with it not, mm-hmm. might not work out with my friend, Eric, or it might not work out for you, Scott, where you're like, it's not, I don't have enough days yeah. before September 30th to make it even make sense. Exactly. That's why it's about being adaptable, changeable, go with the flow. Now, moving on to Sunday, September 4th, Venus moves into Virgo. So, Venus in Virgo. This is Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships, and the mutable earth sign symbolized by the Virgin. So, 
This is about taking an analytical look at your relationships. This is about really breaking down the time that you spend with other people. What is what is what is the nature of this relationship? What is the functionality of this relationship in my life? What are they bringing to me? What am I bringing to them? How can we be of service to each other? So this is happening from September 4th to the 29th. Now the last time this happened was July 21st to August 15th of 2021. So think back to those dates on for clues on what could be in store for you this time around with Venus and Virgo. But during this period, September 4th to the 29th, you may find yourself becoming more critical of your partners. Uh, you may be picking up on things that you really didn't notice in the past that now you're noticing. And maybe they're rubbing you the wrong way in some way. Uh, but you want to to rework. Maybe you're reworking something about your relationships. And, and focus on your work relationships, the people that you see at your job. What is the nature of those relationships? I mean, I think Virgo can be that harsh critic. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that, that sometimes that feels kind of like ugly and negative. But if we don't take the time to analyze what we're allowing in our lives, like we just did it with the scheduling in the Virgo season and mm -hmm. organizing. And that seems like a little less like harsh because you're, it doesn't really have to do with other people so much. It's like, okay, how do I want to organize my schedule to make my life work for me? And now we're picking apart our relationships. Mm -hmm. What do I need in my relationships for it to work for me? Mm -hmm. So maybe you don't go out and start like, you know, nitpicking your partners or your friends or your business partners, but taking stock, being aware exactly. of it. And then when on a day that is good for communication, you are able to sort it out. Or maybe you're just changing things within yourself Maybe you're spending more time with one person, less time with another, or mm -hmm. communicating what your expectations are out of the relationship so you're all on the same page. Because we, if we don't make time for this, that's when all the resentment builds up because yeah. you just feel irritated that they're not doing the right thing. But it's like we need to, we all need to be able to come back and critique it and then express it in a kind and compassionate way so we can get what we want out of them. Yes. Yeah. Organizing your relationships. Why, what, what role do these five people play in my life? And like you were saying, maybe I'm spending less time with this person and I need to spend more time with that person. And I mean, I've just been working on these intention setting sprays and I always get so excited when I'm doing like branding or new projects or new anything. And I want to share it with like the people that are close to me. Mm -hmm. And I've realized through this last project who I should be sharing it with. I can't just share it with all of my friends. If I share it with my sister, then she picks it apart. And I honestly don't really care about her opinion because <laughs> she's not in the same world. You know, I want to just share it with her when I'm done. So she can just be excited that I accomplished something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe I share it with you. I share it with our friend, Meryl. You give really good feedback, constructive criticism, or just acceptance. Being able to know what I need in the moment, instead of just picking something apart and being like, Oh, the logo needs to be smaller. I'm like, I know that it's a rough draft. I don't want to have like an argument with this person. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm learning what each of my relationships provide me and how to, sh what information I'd like to share with them to get what I want. And that doesn't even necessarily mean them changing around me, but me deciding what I'm going to bring to each relationship. This is the person I'm going to go to my, with my rough draft with to see what they think, or I'm going to take it to this person just to feel encouraged I'm going to wait to show anyone else until it's complete because I, you know, want it to be, you know, a finished product before I share it with them. And I thought it was just like an interesting thing of realizing who I should be sharing my uh, creative projects with. I love that. You know, it's like you're being practical about, well, I share, I'm sharing this with this person because this is what they bring to me mm -hmm. and this person I'm not going to share because when I do, they do this thing. So it's just being practical about who you're connecting with and why you're connecting with them. And so 
Were you going to say something else? Oh, just, you know, and that's on me. It's not even like I need to critique these people. I critiqued them and then I adjusted to what would make sense in my life. Yes, yes. So for those of you that were born with key astrological points or planets in Gemini or Sagittarius during this period, September 4th to the 29th, there could be bumps in the road in your relationships. So this is one of those moments where I would encourage you to contact me for a reading if if you're curious to know how this Venus in Virgo transit or the Mars in Gemini transit will be affecting you directly. But you're looking at the degree and you're looking at the degrees in your astrological code and you're seeing, oh, wow, so I have Mars in Sagittarius at 15 degrees. That's where it was when I was born. So that means when Venus gets to about 12, 13, 14 degrees in Virgo, there may be some serious conflicts in my relationships. So I know this, so I'm going to prepare so it doesn't feel like it's coming out of the blue. And I'm recognizing this is the energy for that person. If if it's Mars in Sagittarius, you know, you've got to be honest about your your relationship critiques. Maybe there's something that you've been holding back that you can't hold back anymore. And so it might come out or maybe it's the partner telling you something about you that you you didn't know that you did that's getting under their skin. So that's just one example. Anything else for the week? Oh, actually, we have some questions. Do we have some questions? Oh, before we wrap up, just touching on your readings. Mm -hmm. If anyone wants to get a reading, usually Scott ends up booking out like a month out. So if you want a reading, you should go look at his schedule because you don't want to like... I don't know. I feel like he's a hot commodity. So go go schedule your reading before he's all booked up. Thank you, Ingrid. Okay, so we have a really good question from Lena Freeman. She wants to know, is it possible to feel the impact of a retrograde before the planet even goes into its retrograde shadow, like a retrograde shadow shadow? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, sure. Uh, but I, I would think that I, I would want to ask her, like, is that how it feels every retrograde shadow period? Like before the shadow, did she feel that? Or maybe she just felt that in the last one or in a most in a recent one? Because I think I would think that if you're feeling some sort of shift like that, that it, let's just say it's Mercury. Mercury is probably squaring something in your chart before mm-hmm. it goes into that shadow period. And so whenever Mercury is squaring something in your chart or if something's squaring your Mercury, it feels like you're going through your own personal retrograde, you know? So that's a really good yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. We also have Abby Francis. She wants to know other than career, what can the 10th house what can the 10th house represent? It's all about achievement. Well, it's the, the 10th house is the house of achievement, which, which represents career because you like to think that, well, this is my career. Look what I've accomplished in my career. Uh, it's something that you're proud of. Uh, the reason why career is also a tent pole of the 10th house is because it's uh, if you achieve something in your career, then you become an authority. And that's what the 10th house is about as well. It's about becoming an authority. But another area of the 10th house is work. Because in order to achieve something and become an authority, you have to do the work. And in order to do the work, you must take responsibility. So that's another area of the 10th house. It's about where am I being, where do I need to be responsible in my life, what is the work that I'm committing to do so that I can accomplish my goals and become an authority at whatever it is I'm working on? Uh, there's other areas too. You know, the 10th house is associated with the 10th sign. This is something you learn in the basics of astrology, our book, uh, which is Capricorn. And Capricorn rules real estate, land, government. So in order to own land, to have real estate. It requires work. Uh, It's an accomplishment. You become the authority of the land. Same with government. 
you know, when somebody's elected to president or whatever, they're they're celebrating because they've achieved getting to this point of being the the head of the country. Well, I mean, all these kind of still stem back to career, but mm-hmm. we can have we can have other things that we want to accomplish that don't necessarily totally. relate to our career. So maybe you want to be uh, a really good partner, a really amazing mother, or maybe it's just well, an so exercise that's, that's situation. One of the, so this is one of those things too. It's like where is your where is the tenth house, or what sign is the tenth house in in your astrological code? So like you said, being a mother, if if the tenth house is in Cancer, that's the sign that represents the mother. So if you were born with the tenth house in Cancer. Maybe your highest form of achievement is having a safe and secure home where you can be with your family, your loved ones, and uh, or maybe it's delving into your past in some way, being a nurturer, being a caregiver, being someone who's kind. If your 10th house is in Gemini, you know, you have multiple things that you want to accomplish and achieve. It's not just one thing. It's, uh, I want to do this, I want to do that. Maybe you have multiple careers. So it depends on which sign your 10th house is in is going to really determine your career. Like you think of Leo, it's like, oh, I want to be the star. You know, my highest form of achievement, I'm the king. So, I mean, we also have, I mean, even for me personally, I have a lot of like career goals, but some things that aren't career oriented just for myself personally. Like I want to be stronger. I want to be more fit. I want to take care of my body better, which I mean, it kind of spills into my career as a dancer. Uh But even if I wasn't doing that, I think that that's something important to me, like my health and wellness, you know, making more food for myself. That doesn't necessarily have anything to do with career, but that's something that's really important for me personally. So, okay. Just for fun, I want to go through, like so all the all the signs of the tenth house. So like Aries is gonna be you want to be the boss. You want to be in charge. You want to be the best. Taurus is I have money. You know I'll know, I know I've accomplished my goals when I have all the money and the material things <laughs> that I desire. Uh, Gemini multiple. We talked about that. Cancer the home talked about that. Leo being the king or the queen. Uh, Virgo. When everything is in order, when everything is perfect, when everything's organized, then I'll feel like I've accomplished my goals. Uh, Moving on to Libra, it's about a relationship, being in a healthy relationship, or whatever it is I'm working to accomplish and achieve, I'm doing with another person. Scorpio, that accomplishment is delving into the occult, the, uh, the psychic realm, uh the magical realm so that is what makes you feel like you've accomplished something when you develop your psychic abilities or you've learned the secrets and you're a part of the occult the sagittarius somebody who's traveling like they know they've succeeded when they're like i get to travel i get to do whatever i or just being free in general where i get to go where i want when i want how i want with who i want by myself whatever i get to do whatever i want to do that is that sagittarius 10th house then there's the capricorn 10th house which is the sign that's associated with the 10th house those are the workers they're the ones that are very specific about the goal that they're after and they're doing whatever they need to do to take the steps that need to be taken in order to get to the top of the mountain and achieve their goals aquarius which is no you're the last one so aquarius is uh you know you've known you've accomplished something when you're a part of a great community when you feel like the people around you are supporting you and you're supporting them and everybody's working together in concert uh, towards a common goal. It's not about my goal. It's about our goal, our achievement. And then Pisces, which is yours, Ingrid, it's about uh, fulfilling your dreams, your fantasy. Uh, it's about being a part of the, the fantasy. You work in the strip club, that's a fantasy. You uh, you do production coordination uh, for filming and all that sort of stuff. That's fantasy. That's all Pisces energy there. So uh, Pisces is also about being compassionate. 
so you feel like you've accomplished something when you're feeling the compassion and you're giving the compassion. So, but then, you know, it, it gets more complex and, and that's where we have to, we have to stop there. But, you know, that's the reading is, you know, what planets are connecting to your 10th house? Where is your Saturn? What house is that in? What sign is that in? Because that is also reflecting that 10th house energy. So there, it's not just as simple as where's my 10th house? That's my career. There's other uh, wrinkles and layers to understanding what makes you feel accomplished. I love that. That was so amazing. That was such <laughs> a great question. I feel like even I learned a lot. Like I know these things, but hearing it all, like going through each sign like that was very, very like eye opening. So Abby, <laughs> thank you so much for your question. Cause that was great. But those are both really good questions. Yes. Thank you very much. And thank you, Scott, for being here with me, guiding me along my path and sharing all of your wisdom with everyone listening. You're welcome, Ingrid. Thank you for being here. See you next week. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.